0: Well, happy March, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's only uh, what nine days till your birthday?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, twenty three uh, this year, so
1: you know. yeah,, so That's I impressive. do want to um
0: a rough start 23.
1: this want to set off this episode with a uh, with a shout out because um, well, I'll explain it to you off air, but Peyton, hi, buddy. I wanted to say hi to you? Peyton's my. My nephew that i've been raising since you know he was a little baby and so i wanted to say hi to him and give him a little shout out at the beginning of the show because apparently he's been riding around the neighborhood playing our show on speakerphone on his bike
0: nice so he's All trying right. to spread the we got some we got a groundswell. i like it we got a
1: ground swell like a, a street team
0: yeah root movement i like it
1: i like these <laughs> are one
0: list
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's the one listener. I like so. him. No, that's um that's awesome. Yeah. But it's been uh dude, there's been some some stuff has happened
0: since we since we led Yeah, recorded. hey, you know, we gotta we gotta put the address this one first. Virgil.
1: Yeah Virgil. Okay. yeah, Virgil. We we didn't even get him on
0: our podcast. That was the one guy I thought we could possibly get. Yeah. And we lost um what's his name? Um uh, Richard Lewis, yeah, yeah, that was what well, yesterday that was that came out, right? That yeah. passed, yep, or yeah, yesterday, yeah, yeah, because he was, let's see, uh, gosh, how old was he? He was in the 70s, right? Yeah, 70, 76. It was a couple days ago, yeah, yeah, 76. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a pretty great career, I mean, really, um, all over the place, um. It yeah, is kind of uh that's kind of a shame. I mean, but he was in uh some, some classic uh Mel Brooks films and you know, did, did some other stuff, just uh, just a just a, just a, a good comedian. Yeah. You know, I saw him all over the place all over the years, you know, late night stand ups, you know, whatever. And yeah. No, just goes to
1: show that yeah, the world's not fair. Richard Lewis dies and Rob Schneider's still kicking.
0: The uh, I was gonna say, um how uh uh i don't know i don't know what you guys for for richard lewis for me i mean i i usually just robin hood men in tights that's kind of what i usually you know yep associate him with is uh prince john i don't know other than the stand-ups and stuff that i really associate him with anything else other than that role yeah yeah that's that's it's it's kind of an iconic role for for a goofy slapsticky mel Brooksy movie uh you know i just associate him with that it's uh it's it's actually kind of an iconic role
1: for him. I mean, oh yeah, you know. And, and speaking of those type of movies, did you um, did you guys happen to see that they've announced they're going to start remaking the Naked Gun movies?
0: I saw a meme on that, but was that was that legit? It's
1: legit. You know who's starring in it? No, that's not right. Do you know who's starring in it? That is real. Liam Neeson. I do. Yeah. I was it Liam Neeson, the guy from Taken. The I will find you and I will kill you. Yeah. I guess I could I guess I could
2: have seen seen it. One was it Ted Ted too? One of the Teds he did a little comedic part. Is this serial really for kids?
1: I don't know. I I didn't see Ted too. I I own it, but I've not yet watched it. Um I guess I could see it on the, on the sheer fact
0: of because he's portrayed as such a serious actor. And,
1: yeah. and get
0: me, okay, correct me if I'm wrong here, I know Leslie Nielsen had a long career as a comedian, but wasn't he a serious actor prior to like... I was actually just, just about to say that,
2: he was um, the only thing I could think of off the top of my head was he was the star of uh, Forbidden
0: Planet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see here. And, and I only know Forbidden
1: Planet from um, the late night movie show song from Rocky Horror. <laughs>
0: yeah. Science yeah, fiction was, double feature. There we go. I was going to pull his filmography real quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Forbidden Planet, which is actually one of his first movies. That was his first starring role. Um, he's, yeah, Battle of Gettysburg. He was a narrator. Uh, yeah, if you go through uh, some of these films, are obviously just fairly serious things, and Side adventure, that's right. Yeah, I forget he was in that. Oh shit, was he? Yeah, 1972, uh, the original, you know, obviously.
2: Um I think I know this isn't his a, a serious roles, but I did just download the um police story? Is that what they're called? The things that uh Naked were based off of. Oh um yeah,
1: I think it's police story. Was it police story or was it police force? Police squad. Police squad
0: that's where uh, that's right I forget see I remember him he was on a couple of episodes of uh, Albert Hitchcock uh, and I watched a lot of those back in the day um Albert Hitchcock presents I don't know if you guys yeah. remember those yeah yeah yeah. They, they, yeah they ran in reruns when we were younger uh, my parents were a big fans so I remember seeing them in that and I was thought it was good because I always associate Leslie Nielsen with airplane which according to Wikipedia was actually his first true comedy role so yeah I mean Liam Neeson's probably not a far stretch then
1: yeah.
2: Well, I think um, it was the Yeah, there was an Alfred Hitchcock's Presents called Man from the South I uh, just Man from the South, okay It starred uh, Peter Lorre and Steve McQueen uh, I know we're going off on a tangent now but Steve McQueen's uh, gambling in some casino somewhere and uh, Peter Lorre, all creepy comes up to him and says that he likes to gamble too and uh, he sees Steve McQueen has a Zippo lighter that he keeps lighting he goes, that's a good lighter. Light every time. He goes, yeah, hit that. Every time I do it, he lights. Like, I bet you my oh, car. Yeah, yeah. And what do I have to bet? If you lose, get that off your finger. <laughs> and uh, there's this really cool scene where he's flipping the lighter and you have Steam McQueen holding a cleaver up in his header and Peter holding the cleaver up, smiling every time he goes to flip the thing. And at the end of it, uh, his wife comes in and says, he can't uh, bet the car against you. He doesn't own the car, he doesn't own anything. And uh, it switches over to her fingers, and she's like at two fingers left because <laughs> uh, she won all the bets against uh, it was, it, was a good it was a
0: good show, yeah, yeah. Some of those,
2: I like just... Steve McQueen and Peter Lorre, so it's just a great episode, yeah.
0: And some of those Alpha Hitchcock ones are just they're good, I mean, they're dark um, and they're 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 simple too, and it's in a, in a way that they just think... very psychological. I don't know, it was they're fun to watch.
1: Um, well, speaking of um. Of older stuff that's that's getting remakes or sequels or whatnot. Uh, we got two two sequels coming out, one of which is a new karate kid movie, which is going to be basically a continuation and a joining of the original Karate Kid series and the new one, where Jackie Chan's character is going to be in it. And Ralph Macchio is going to be in it. And uh, then it's The new started. Karate
2: Kid movies did not
1: take place in Japan; they took place in
2: China, so they were not doing karate.
1: Right? No, they were doing kung, or fu, doing, or uh, yeah, or that, kung fu or some shit. Yeah. yeah, but the new, but the new one is also going to be a kid from China, and so it's and it's Ralph Macchio, and Jackie Chan, and then this Chinese kid. And that's they're that's how they're going to bring it together. So whatever, I I have no interest in it. I lost interest after the original ones. Uh, The last one, I I I
2: only saw the first two seasons of it. But that um, uh, uh, Cobra Kai show is really good. It's surprisingly good. Hmm. Like this first season was like a YouTube show. Like this was way better than it had any right to be. And now it's had like six seasons or something, so it just tells you how good it is.
1: Oh shit! Well, maybe on that Netflix. one's decent, but yeah. I've it's, got uh,
2: no. Right. Well, not not from uh, Joey the Lawrence, I forget the guy's name. It's uh, Billy Zabkas, uh, like the main guy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess uh, the,
0: it's that's how you get a new movie. It's based on the uh, success of the show. So.
1: Yeah. Um, and then we're getting which I was super stoked at first, and then I realized who it was, we're getting a new Tron movie. And the only name that I've seen attached to it that I recognize is um Jared Leto. And, and uh, so yeah. it's going to be... It's called Tron Ares, and Jared Leto's character's name is Ares. And he's like... He's got a triangular identity disc that says Dillinger Enterprises on it. And I don't know, man. No it, Jeff Jillian
2: uh, Anderson. Who? Uh, Julian Anderson. Uh, he was the redhead from X Files.
1: Oh, Again, yeah.
2: Get a and Cameron Monaghan, who was like the Joker character in that. Uh,
1: in Gotham. Batman.
2: Sure. Yeah, thank yeah. you.
1: But, yeah, but I mean, like, I'm saying as far as from any of the other...
2: Other Trons, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... I'm just concerned, because number one... and Look, I love Tron 1. I love Tron Legacy. But part of Tron Legacy being so good was that Bruce Boxlater was in it. And, you know, you had... You had characters from the old one. You had Jeff Bridges in it. You had um like the actual connection and i'm not gonna lie the fucking daft punk soundtrack slapped that shit was good you also,
2: you also had uh young jeff bridges and early the yeah. aging technology
1: which was weird
2: but yeah it wasn't good. still i, I still and, liked it like, olivia wilde
1: as a real person created in the matrix for trying yeah like I look, I loved loved the first Tron. I loved the second Tron, but my problem with the third one is it doesn't look like it's going to have that much of a connection to the other ones. And Jared Leto fucks up everything that he's in.
2: I was just going to say there was one he was in Blade Runner
1: twenty forty nine. What it was called twenty forty nine? Yeah,
2: numbers are hard,
1: and that wasn't horrible. Well, that wasn't bad. And then he was in a movie with Nicolas Cage called War Dogs. And that wasn't bad either. Yeah, his best roles in
2: Fight Club.
1: Yeah. His best know, in Fight Club. yeah. But he he oh he was in Fight Club, I forgot. Yeah, and and
0: the best part about it was that he absolutely gets the crap kicked out of him. That wasn't what yeah, I wanted, I about, I he's the destroy. old I I felt like destroying something beautiful. Something yeah. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And look, I like Thirty Seconds to Mars. I think they're a pretty good band, but I'm not a fan of Jared Leto. He, as, he's in
0: a yeah, he's in a ton of different he, movies because he's also um he's an American psycho. He's in *Requiem for a Dream*, which are two of my favorites. He's in, and, and, and he gave us the
2: best, the best Joker of all time.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, um, we gotta go with the Crow. Speaking, of, have you guys seen any of the shit from Bill Skarsgård dressed up as the Crow? Uh,
2: no, I just know he was in it. That's all
1: I know no, about the Crow. No. no, so Bill. Okay, so Bill Skarsgård. Speaking of the Joker and and how fucked up that shitty ass Joker was, so. Look up um, look up the, the crow, Bill Skarsgård, and look at his character.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at that uh, now.
1: I just want to say that uh, we've
2: got uh, Edward Furlong as a crow. Uh, we've had made-for-TV crow series. I don't care how fucked up he looks in this. Uh, it's still going to be not the worst thing that ever happened to the crow. That's true. Well,
1: here's yeah. the thing, though. And this is my... This is, Edward Furlong. This- so, he this version of the crow this isn't Eric Draven this is a, an entirely different character but they're portraying him in the movie as if he's Eric Draven so yeah. because if you look th- this one is from crow was called like the crow wasteland or something like that I forget what the name of the what the name of the series was but this isn't they're they're taking a different character and calling him Eric Draven, and this is what this is legit like beat for beat what that character looked like. So he's one hundred percent true to the comic, but he's not. That's not Eric Draven. It's a completely different character.
0: I, I'm looking at the uh, the Bill Skarsgård uh, screen, and the only thing that comes to my mind is Finn Balor, and. Somewhere in the mix got caught in between himself and the demon and just stopped doing the makeup because throwing the leather jacket up like it has that very Jared Leto Joker ish look yeah. to it. Um, but yeah, he has that the leather jacket just screams Finn Balor to me and the hair because the yeah. hair is like that short, dark. At some just-
2: point in the early 2000s. I went to a horror
0: convention.
2: Uh, to see James Obar, and he was late showing up because he got into a car accident the day before. Something like, I forget exactly what happened. He was late showing up, so I just kind of had to wait for him to, you know. me one of the main reasons why I went there. Um, I had the first Crow comics and I got them all signed uh, and very cool. Anyway, when he finally showed up, I didn't know it was him. So I was expecting a god-looking guy, and James Obar. Is not a goth. He looked like a truck driver with the uh, greasy long hair and glasses. <laughs> he almost looked like a Stephen King ish type character. Um, but he mean, was very. Cool. He
0: had like the, the square rims.
2: Yeah, yeah, just weird glasses. Like I said, the hair was a little long and, and maybe a little greasy. Uh, but he, he seemed very cool, just uh, old and beat, just tired. He's very tired looking. <laughs> like, okay. And then a couple years later, I. Uh, Went to New York Comic Con. And, um, I wanted to. I got to see um, Joan and Vasquez, the guy that did Invader Zim and uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Now he looks exactly like how you would expect him to look. Looks like a super skinny, goth, uh, nerdy Mexican guy. I think he's Mexican, Vasquez.
1: No, he's uh, he's Cuban. Okay, was, he was cool. Yeah, no, I I oh, I love his stuff, man. Yeah, he lived up to my gothy expectation uh james bar
2: not quite as much but james bar was so cool i got a sketch from him in a sketchbook over there somewhere nice it was like my first uh, piece of comic book art i guess oh that's cool. like you do sketches is like yeah I'm like well how much well how much do you have to spend like, well, i guess <laughs> if i had to, I could spend this because i could do that like, all right
0: no um yeah. Speaking of the the crow, I think we'd be remiss to say as we record this, we are on the uh, the footsteps of sting. Oh wait, wait! Right
2: before, uh, the crow is coming for a blu-ray next month because of uh, all this stuff. So I have it on pre-order.
0: Nice.
1: Oh, cool. I watch
2: it. You're I watch it every day before Halloween, every year. Without it, that's when it takes place.
1: I've never seen the crow.
2: Oh. you got to come over. <laughs> and uh i have it on blu-ray right now It's as best as we can do it's got it's got um ernie hudson uh Biling ling is uh, one of the main villains villainesses is this. and then one of the main bad guys is um luther from uh the warriors the warriors come out to play a he
0: was like the bad guy a lot of eight stuff
2: because he was in this too
0: yeah, no, we, yeah, we gotta we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta, we gotta, yeah, we gotta, we gotta say this for me. Yeah, so, first of all, yeah, Rich, I know I watched the uh, after you had um, you threw some uh, text to Bob and I about Ric Flair and Sting and Young Bucks and all that. And man, Flair just my god, dude, get him the know, he's, out. he's got that woo energy drink going through his veins. That's
2: the only thing keeps him standing right now, I think. Yeah. Dude,
1: look, we all know wrestling is predetermined. We all know that it's, you know, it's a sport, but it's the the outcomes are predetermined. That said, you know, we you have all have our disbelief in the ring, but I can't buy Ric Flair, like, eh, eh, looking like, looking like Mr. Burns in there. Like, I'm sure his arm snapped. It, like
2: I like I said, at first of all he's seventy five I wanted to make sure it looked his age again. seventy-five years old. Um how old is your man? Isn't this good man like up there too? He's like seventy-seven he's, right? Yeah, he's, he's pushing yeah, eighty.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. He's older than Ric Flair in a much better shape. But anyway, uh so yeah, Ric Flair walks out to the ring and they have to show his whole walk from the uh you know, the entrance to the ring, and that took way too long. And he's shuffling like Oof, it was just that was rough and then he climbs into the ring which was a little scary and he perceives the slap um uh what's his face i i oh.
1: one he of the jacks yeah
0: yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah nick or matt one of the two yeah um
2: who isn't that big but compared to a 75 year old uh he looked huge and um it, good on Nick Jackson he sold the uh, the slap and the other Jackson brother came up and uh uh nut shotted um
1: worth the worst looking. Yes. Yes. I mean like I know oh, he had a lot of diaper hey. under there that, that he had to avoid. Like. Oh no, he
2: he totally he was protecting Ric Flair. You could tell like he was nowhere near yeah. his, his testicles and he was so slow when he came up with his arm. Like you yeah. almost yeah. felt like they were supposed to move the camera at the time and didn't, so you you got this it, that was horrible.
1: Just looked like he was like
2: mm. <laughs> it was Ricclair, fucking he's, he's gonna and this may be his goal, but he's gonna die in that ring.
1: Oh, yeah. Like Terry, yeah. Funk,
2: uh, Terry Funk retired at some point. Um, uh, but what's his face? Sabu. Sabu retired. He has it in the ring thing. Like he did a little bit of running. Um, poor RVD. RVD is doing his best. He's still okay. Uh, he had a match a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he tried to do that thing where he jumps from the inside of the ring to the top rope. And he missed it. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, huh, maybe he just. Hit it a little late in the match. But I mean, if you did that earlier, you could have hit it. And then did the worst five star frog splash I've ever seen, especially from Rob Van Dam. That was sad.
0: Yeah, that's the part that kills me. And I, you know, I've said it on here before. And RVD's uh, one of my all time favorites. And I, uh, you know, really, obviously, being the uh, long time ECW fan, grew a fond appreciation of his and followed him all throughout his WWE run and all that. And then, yeah, these last several years of anything he's done independence, and then whatever run he's having here in AEW, I just yeah. it—it's about as bad as whatever Flair is trying to do, and that's a shame. But and I don't...
2: do. Part of me, part of me wants to see Rick Flair versus Paul King a year from now. I want them both to be older and crippled-er. and uh, that should be their last match. That's.
1: Just just wheel them right into the grave after that yep um it's just yeah hey speaking of speaking of rob van Dam and sabu and ecw pax sun is really selling ecw t-shirts now yeah
0: uh, don't get me started
1: so you i was sun? i was pacific, pacific the, the
0: old the old pacific sunwear which has been rebranded to pax sun some yeah. time ago right so i'm scrolling through and and, uh, you know, I get a lot of wrestling content on my Facebook because, I, you know, obviously, you know. Sean you know, Whitman's son. What's that? Sean Whitman's son. Oh, Sean Whitman. Sean yeah. yeah. Whatever. Close enough.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But uh, so I'm scrolling through, and I see uh advertising for Pacific Sunwear, and I like, what in the world? So I, I clicked it, and sure enough, there's wrestling stuff that they're selling. And uh, and I click in. The first thing that caught my eye was an ECW hat. like. The style that Paul paulie would wear and i'm like what in the world like this can't be legit what is going on so i click further through and i start seeing shirts i'm like these are like shirts that i had and sure enough i found a shirt that i bought like at the arena over 25 years ago now for sale for 20 bucks through them i was like what in the hell is going on like i just I, I I I was so disappointed that like I thought I had something cool. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I bought this from the arena and, and now it's like just some random thing that people can just buy online. <laughs> just just bothers me. I mean I don't
1: blame you. I don't blame you. That's that's
2: I'd be that's pissed like too like when you see a nine year old girl walking around under Nirvana shirt or, or sublime
0: yeah i mean that's it's it's it you're right i mean it's it's just weird because i guess because there's the stuff we had like obviously <laughs> first run if you will right i mean we always talk about that sort of thing it's like ah, i read this in the first run or i had the first print or whatever and it's kind oh, of the right. like, first first time it was like i actually have this in my drawer and um yeah there i see it in front of me for twenty dollars and it's like are you serious like a blue shirt. Something somebody bought outside of the arena before you go in there. Yeah. It's to me it was kind of like what it was. It was like, yeah, you leave the uh, you leave the vet or you leave Citizens Bank or Link Financial Field and you're going oh I got this the shirt of whoever I got the shirt I'll of Chase
1: on the on the Dallas Star.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> it's just weird, man. I don't know. I just I, I just think it's strange to see like things that I I assumed were Iconic or even like locally iconic. Like I realized the ECW had a bigger footprint than the Northeast, but when I started really watching it and stuff, like it really didn't. So to me, it was like three
2: o'clock in the morning.
0: Right. Right. So, so you, you had, to me, it was like this locked in thing. And then, you know, over time, and I'm sure it's like some partnership that TKO or whoever has, you know, I mean, they have to, right? I mean, it's WWE merchandise, so it's not like they they're bootlegging hold up for this uh, McMahon Lesnar. Uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, they got to make up. They got to make up for some lost ground on that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think old um, Bork Laser's
1: doing much these days. Yeah, I don't think so. I think old old Bork Laser's retired to the farm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Sting.
0: Sting. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we we're gonna. it. So we we went from the Krogue, and I thought that was a great lead-in, and then we just did 10 minutes of just whatever. Um, No, no. So, like, we talked about how uh, Sting makes this um, appearance here on Wait, wait, wait. wait,
2: wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. One more thing. One more thing. So you bought that um, ECW thing outside of the arena next to a little table set up with 8x10 pictures with Virgil next to him selling them.
0: That makes so much sense. (laughs) So much sense. Huh. Go uh, no, back this thing. <laughs> no, no, you're you're probably right. I probably did buy it from Virgil. And that makes me feel even worse now. Oh man. Uh, right in front and then right, it's right, right of, in front business of business right in front and of and Foreman and Mills, it. too. <laughs> um Now, so yeah, so Sting makes his appearance appearance on Dynamite. And uh I will say this is kind of cool, is that he did the old school drop from the rafters. I, I think that's 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 pretty neat. Um, I've the, never been a big only, sting, sting fan, before, but pretty cool. Before
2: that, you had, you know, there was a pile of people in sting masks outside of the uh, ring in the first couple of rows, and one of them definitely was uh, Darby Allen. Yeah, everything yeah, was yeah. expected. When they were when they were beating up Brick Flair, nobody came out to uh, even before they beat up Ric Flair. When they beat up Darby, Allin, like Sting, it's taken a while to get here.
0: I bet he's coming up from the top. So it was, it was like, expected, but it was still... still right. Long. And, and I, I kind of have a feeling that, like, this is going to end up with, a, like... Uh, maybe
2: it's the makeup, but he doesn't look that bad.
0: No, no. I mean, he no. he he's he's hanging in there. I think that what's going to end up happening, though, is a la Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, I'm sorry, super kick, you know, fall down, you know, hugs and kisses all around type thing. That's what's going to happen with one of the Jackson boys, and super kicking Sting and walking away with tag titles, and that's the end of the story. I mean that this. I mean it's obvious at this point. There's well, no yeah, other match the title. So
2: it's got right. I mean, what are
0: you, what's going to do? Win them and then and then just lay the title down. I mean, right. obviously, it's this, this uh, thing is obvious. Or they win him,
2: he leaves, and Ric Flair takes over. Ric Flair will be out now.
1: That would be awesome. That would be awesome.
2: Ric Flair can coffin drop into an actual coffin.
1: I fucking hope so.
0: Ric Flair's regular walk to the ring is akin to the length of an Undertaker entrance. Yeah, yeah. and much Rick less cool. Ric Flair
2: may play more than
0: Darby Allen though,
1: so that might you need know, up a little bit. Man, dude, Flair... you know Maybe you're onto it. Maybe they'll have a casket match. Ric Flair's yeah. diaper weighs more than Darby Allin. Um, the one good thing, I don't know if you guys have been watching any of this at all,
2: but getting <laughs> up to it, they've been attacking Darby Allen. And in one of the first episodes where they were coming back from their uh, leave or whatever, they they're now executive vice, whatever. They're they're heels. They're their heel turn. They were wearing white suits. They beat up Sting and Darby Allen, get blood over their suits, and then wrestled in those suits the next couple of uh, matches they had, which was kind of cool. That's Sting and Darby Allen's blood. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a bad. Um, uh, uh shine yeah,
0: yeah, whatever. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. You gave tried, it, you gave it the old college try. Um, no, but Bob, Bob, you're, you're dead on. No, I was sitting there trying not to laugh too hard on that. But Darby Allen does weigh like literally 10 pounds,
2: and I his mean. finishing move is he drops on you, he doesn't he jump on top of you, but he falls on top of you.
1: You should call it, I don't even know, the twink topple. It
2: took out it
1: took out Samoa Joe, and then Joe looks like a pussy. Samoa Joe, dude, why Samoa Joe didn't just do the turn and walk away like he does with every other fucking move when people are on the top rope? I'll never understand. But yeah, you know, and it's we, because so
0: all right, Rich. I don't know if you, you know, one of the last times we'd recorded, Bob and I kind of got into uh, some disfavor about AEW and kind of where the booking's gone. You know, and I know, I know you were. You, you were kind of chimed in on it to a point there, but we've talked about it on more than one episode. And I just had some one thing that, excuse me, kind of gets me with where they're at is, you know, Rich, I know you brought up the point before with overloaded roster. It's too much talent.
2: Well, um, their
0: problem now
2: is all of their big names are injured.
0: Every one of them. And it's like,
2: what? And then they have a stupid, stables it's just it's getting i am sick of uh cyrus his
1: name says cyrus in this um oh um (laughs) i'm sick of
2: the jericho stuff let's get rid of all that uh i'm sick of the bang bang whatever the fuck it is and now they teamed up with the acclaim killing the acclaim whatever i guess they were hoping the acclaim would make the Bang bang gang rise for the Bullet Club Gold rise. Uh, it's not. It's bringing uh, both of them down even lower. Um, and then another the 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 one with Roderick Strong who I've been watching it for two years. Roderick Strong I guess was injured that whole time. I have no idea who this guy is, and now you're trying to make him a a name in the thing. Or maybe he was a name, and it's just I didn't see him before. But it's like it's like he came out of nowhere, and he's like, here's our new big guy with adam he, Cole he behind them sitting in a chair with a broken leg
1: he he was big on the indies and then went to um nxt i was going to say i never watched NXT. yeah he now was
2: everybody in that stable came from an nxt yeah stable.
1: so
0: there was a so he was I guess. yeah roddy was big on tna messiah the yeah. back, backbreaker that's how he came up and then joined wwe and nxt and there was a stable called the undisputed errors adam cole Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong was eventually brought into that, that fold. And they just ran roughshod all over NXT. That was kind of the role they were given. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Adam Cole, um, Kyle O'Reilly, and and Bobby Fish all leave uh, for AEW. um, And Roderick Strong stuck behind, and he was running a group called the Diamond Mine in NXT. And so he was still kind of a very very like prominent like let's 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 like uh to me it was like dean malenko like he was very um you know all about the art of wrestling and that's just kind of the group he ran and so fast forward now to where he's at like the dude can wrestle like i i've always been a fan of his but you know it's um i kind of agree it's like he does come out of nowhere at times i think mean, with with uh, the push he's given Based on the fact that he's like five foot seven, like he's just not he's not like your prototypical, you know, you know, who you would think of as pro wrestler. I mean he's 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 just not I don't know. He get it's weird with him. I just don't I just don't get it. And,
2: and I don't want to see Mike Canales and that other guy without Maria, who they have stuck in ROH for whatever reason. Beck. Mike Bennett and uh Yeah, him too.
0: And that other guy with the stupid yeah. haircut. These kids today in their haircuts. This says, says Roderick Strong's five foot ten. There right? no way. No. I'm five foot ten. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, it's uh. Yeah, I dude can wrestle, wrestles ass off. I've I've always been a fan, but I just I don't know. Um. I, and I think that's what kind of disappoints me about where AEW was and then where it's at now. And I get it. I get all the injuries and, you know, the injuries you know have
2: crippled them. If, if, I think without the injuries they'd still be strong, but the, uh, they lost MJF. They lost Adam Cole lost, uh, I, I guess that's where Britt Baker is. Cause she hasn't been on the show for a long time. now.
0: MJF's your, and, your and, and, generational. And that's, I think that hurts the worst, yeah. you know, um, you know, he's got the ability to carry the entire program, um, whether whatever night it decides to air. Um, but and that's the other I, thing, is, you know,
2: they had the uh, uh, wow, names, uh, Dean Ambrose, Johnson, <laughs> thank you, was carrying the company for a while too, and now he's stuck in the black People combat club lost the whole British thing so I don't know why they're still calling him the BCC since uh, you know he's been gone forever now and uh, let, let's just uh, break them apart, let him do his thing get rid of Eddie Kingston it was nice when Eddie Kingston was gone in our page and had to see him but now he's again. and uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it's not good uh-huh Actually, that's kind of funny. Uh, Bob and I, I think we kind of chit chatted about that. We were kind of curious to see what you really thought. So it's interesting to see because I know you were, still, of the three I'm of us, me, you were more of the fan, you know.
2: Yeah. I'm still watching it, but I'm fast-forwarding a lot. Yeah, and, uh, that's never a good I sign. Was, <laughs> I was debating buying the uh, pay-per-view. I don't know if they am or not. But I'll just download it later after it's uh, – I would like to see Sting's last match, but I think I can wait and watch it the next day. Yeah, i'm tempted to, i'm recording a recorded uh smackdown because i'm almost tempted to watch it just to see the rock stuff
1: it's been good it's been really yeah. good um he had an insult tonight and i fucking forget what it was but it was hilarious um he's just he's still gold on the mic like mm-hmm. you'll never Take that from him. He'll never lose that skill. He's just he's just gold. And throwing him in there, it's you wanted to bring in money for for WrestleMania. You wanted people to not talk about Vince McMahon. Perfect way to do it.
0: Yeah, yep. and it looks like after tonight and the little I've read, um, don't want to spoil anything, but it looks like they have in this, I mean say spoil anything. I think we all kind of saw it where this is going. Looks like night one of WrestleMania is set up to be Cody and Seth versus The Rock and Roman Reigns, and there's some stipulations that have been added to that apparently, um, but that it would lead into the, their singles matches respectively at um, uh, the Drew and was it Drew and Seth at night two for the WWE title, yeah, and then the World whatever whatever thing Roman has him and Cody. And I think the stipulations revolve around that match dependent upon who wins the tag match. And it sounds like to me it's in Philly. And I believe one of the stipulations is if the rock and Roman Reigns win the tag on night one, that they have some blood bloodlines rules match. And to me, that just screams it's in Philly. Let's have an ECW style main event (laughs) for WrestleMania 40. Yep. I don't know.
2: It's you know be Ab- fun. Abdul, Abdul the Abdul the Butcher is still around. He's 83. He could wrestle Ric Flair. Jesus. I, I they, like have, they have midget wrestling. Why can't we have geriatric wrestling?
1: You know, uh, it's a good question, I suppose.
2: And I don't I don't like saying the word midget, but that's what they call it. So I'm gonna call it midget wrestling
1: too.
0: Dude, it's um so there's a school um, that's relatively close to where we're at here within two hours. That is still their mascot. That's their Midget? team name. Yes. Uh, the midgets. Yes. I'm not kidding. I'm completely. Are yeah, but it's not even, it's, it's, it's in Illinois. That's what's crazier.
2: Bob, Bob's oh, never mind. I was going to make a Florida joke and, uh, Sometimes I was going to come up with some support to use the use this.
1: So, did you guys see that, speaking of Florida and how shitty it is, is, two, um, two Irish friends came over here and they overdosed on fentanyl because somebody, like, spiked their drinks or whatever with fentanyl. And they both died. And they accidentally cremated the wrong body. The body. Yeah, they, they cremated the wrong body. There's I'm, there's there's no punchline, it's not a joke. Like that literally happened. That's that's a fucking Florida thing.
0: Yeah, that's uh, unfortunately that's um the fennel stuff's just bad here too. I mean yeah. it's just not good. Um Bob, I, I do have a question I want to throw your way and uh, we t- talked off pot about this. Kind of, kind of take the the gear shift into uh, video games. You've been playing a game that I've been wanting to get my hands on for a, such a long time, and apparently, that's all you do now is play is play this game.
1: So, uh, yeah, I need working, to hear about it. If I'm not working, I'm I'm pretty much just playing Starfield, and dude, it's it's so much better than I could have imagined. Um, you know, for all the shit that it got. I'm having a lot of fun with it and you know it's entertaining it's there's a lot to do like I'm not even I'm I'm doing the main mission thing but I've been going getting sidetracked because there's you're on these giant planets and you can just wander around and find stuff and part of what you're supposed to do is as you get as you go to each planet you're supposed to try and find all the different like resources that it has so like if it has helium gas you're supposed to find the helium deposits um water deposits oxygen deposits whatever and then whatever minerals like if it has gold or silver or lead or whatever you're supposed to find them and then you're supposed to scan all the different life and and like plant life and animal life that's on it and then you explore and you find like abandoned outposts and stuff and i've been spending a ton of time just doing that like i'm I think I'm only on like the third main mission, but I've been, I'm already level 10 just from going around and and doing extracurricular shit. Um, oh, it's super fun. I am I'm, I'm having a blast with it. Peyton's having a blast with it. He wants to get an Xbox for himself now because he's played Starfield on my Xbox and now he's like, "Well, I guess I want an Xbox now." <laughs> like, right. pay.
2: Yeah. -huh so shout out to Pete and our one fan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh so he's loving it I'm loving it and I got it on sale for 40 bucks. so and they're getting ready to do a um they ready to doing a an update in March and then I believe soon they're coming out with the DLC. Which the fun part about well the the good part about Starfield for somebody like me that bought it physically and got it um, at a discount, I can know, I can now go digitally buy the special edition content. And so I'll so I'm gonna end up paying essentially like sixty dollars for the entire game, including like what I would have gotten in the special edition. Because you can buy that separately and I didn't have to pay a hundred dollars or whatever the hell it was for the for the special edition.
0: Nice, nice. That that's a cool thing. Like that's one thing, you know, being a Bethesda game and uh you know, I spent hours and hours and hours just like Skyrim with just like wandering around and then like for, for what you say, going planet to planet, and, and I, I get it. I mean, that's the time suck, and that but that's it's a fun time suck. Like you just you know, you get so immersed into just doing like really, like almost mundane stuff, imperatively. Yeah. Cause you're like, you're not an exciting mission. You're not doing this. You're not trying to, you know, go after this creature or whatever you're do- doing. I mean, it's just, it's just fun to do that. And I, I, that's what I've been doing with, um, uh, I haven't played it in a little while now, but tears of the kingdom is just, I just wander around,
1: you know, and it's just so fun to do that. I will say the one thing that I, that I miss, that I really wish this game had, and now I find myself wanting it in every game that I play, is the grappling hook from Halo Infinite. Because it's just so fun to just go, and <laughs> like basically be Spider-Man, and use that to get around everywhere and climb things. Like you get, So in Starfield, you get boost packs, which are essentially like rocket boosts for your jump. It gives you like a double and triple jump or whatever. So it, it helps in that aspect but i really wish i just had a grappling hook and i I find myself hitting the what would be the grappling hook button in halo infinite and like why where's my grappling hook where did it go and then i accidentally throw a grenade and get a giant bounty (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there's that but (laughs) you know
0: that's a new issue that's not the game and i i kind of hope it does it some point hit ps5 it would be nice um yeah. you know uh not not, not really in the cards for me to, to throw down that's the only reason why i would grab an xbox right now by the way Yeah.
1: so did you guys happen sorry rich go ahead
2: i'm gonna say i'm like nine hours in the robocop i do want to finish that eventually and then last month's playstation plus game was the outer wild which is a game that- yeah, the Outer wilds whichever one's the RPG, and i wanted to
1: play that, so I downloaded that. Nice. Um, did you guys see the, the report that came out that says that Nintendo has had the Switch 2 finished since 2022, and they just haven't released it because they're trying to build up their stock, so there's not... And they want twofold. They want to get rid of their existing stock of Switches, and two, they want to make sure that they have enough at the beginning that they don't have, they won't have enough at launch that it's not like the PS5 and, and Xbox Series X launch. I did
0: see that, and it was funny because it made a lot of sense, actually. Nintendo, historically, um, when well, only say historically, with the Switch, whatever, um, old hardware. So, I mean, let's stockpile old hardware. That's what they do. But it's going to be better than the original Switch. Um, so uh, it makes a lot of sense coming from them, if that is the truth. Um, but no, I mean, I'm, 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 up for it. I'd be curious to see like what the, um, you know, Hey, I need a selling point though. You know what I mean? Well,
1: I had seen effects that I had seen were, um, if they put whatever system on a chip they're using, they had the ability to upgrade it to 16 gigs of Ram. And if they were to do that, they could squeeze Xbox Series S performance out of it,
0: and that would be that. that see, that's my curiosity though—is like the software development side of it. So, what games are going to be? Is it going to be like a new, new line of games that would not be able to be played on the regular Switch? Which, right. because if there's not, then that obviously is completely moot. Because right. if my regular Switch can play it with a lesser processor and whatever. Then I don't care. That's fine right. because it can play it because I'm not going to notice, there's not going to be any difference other than, I know a couple games at launch um, had really poor performance. We've talked about that on this pod before. Um, but, you know, other than that, I mean, if, if it can play it, I'm not, I'm not sold. Now, if there's a whole new, another line of games, then, you know, I, I'd, I'd consider it. Um, and the other thing, too, I mean, especially for the, the, the handheld players, like Battery Life. Am I going to get like some serious extension of battery? Like because what the original Switch was like two, three hours maybe. Yeah. And OLED OLED model is what three, uh, four, five, six maybe tops. So yeah. I, I, I would have to have eight, I think.
1: So it, what I've the other thing I'm that I've heard is at at the low end, <laughs> at the low end, it's going to be the performance level of a. Um, What's the the Steam Deck, and then at the high end, it would be a the performance level of a Series S. So uh,
0: so there, so okay. Here's my question then. So they're, you know, releasing this to be a comparative with a Steam Deck or other. Would they, would that be the the rationale?
1: I guess I, I think it's more they realized when they and maybe I'm wrong on this, but. I know that they've gotten pushback from fans on the performance of Pokemon Legends Arceus, which we talked about before, mm-hmm. and Pokemon um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which we talked about. And I have played both games. Yeah, there's some graphical stutters in Legends Arceus, but by but you know, for the most part, really good game. And it's funny, they just announced a new Legends game. And the Legends game is coming out in 2025. They haven't announced a month, but if I were a betting man, I'd say it's going to be a launch title for the Switch 2, which would put it in the March 2025 window. Because that's when they're saying the Switch 2. Now, Scarlet and Violet would have greatly benefited from an improved system to run on, an improved platform. Because the graphical issues were many, and they were some of them were pretty bad, and even though with different patches and stuff, they still haven't figured them all out, and there's still a lot of slowdown. There's still a lot of issues with that game. As fun as it is, and as much as I played it, because I have, I bought all the DLC, I played the shit out of that game, but there's still some. There's definite room for improvement, and I think, and I still maintain that. Had we not had COVID, there would have been a Switch Pro, if you want to call it that. Um, and that's what these games were optimized for. And unfortunately, due to the chip shortages and such, it wasn't. It, it didn't make sense to go with the Switch Pro route. So they shelved that and started work on the Switch 2. Or the Switch Pro turned into the Switch 2 because of the, sh- the chip shortage. And they knew it was going to be a prolonged... Period of time, so these games started development on those on that system, and then they had to be scaled back a little bit.
0: I I I think you're I think you're I think you're spot on with uh, the your sentiment about uh, the Switch Pro turning into the Switch Two. Um, no, I think you're right. I mean, COVID derailed that. Um, I don't know. I just kind of go back and forth with. I'm hoping that this is designed for. I guess additional gaming. That's yeah. my only that's my only thought. Oh on it will be. It, it, it's gonna be stuff about that I can't play on my yeah, stuff with stuff that I cannot play on my switch, my switch or switch, you know, whatever it is. My switch, my switch Lite, whatever. Stuff that I cannot play on my switches right now. Um, because I need a reason to buy it. And you know, and that's the that's the kicker for me. But I um it's funny though then we've talked about it here before. I need to set up with um uh, Arceus and some of these other games that had some like really hangups on on you know operability with with the switch. I see that, and I see all these like insanely fast things with their own stuff as well, with Smash and Mario Kart and some of these other titles. That they've really dumped a ton of money into, and it's like, you guys can do this. You can fix it. Like this isn't like, you know, I just I, I just wonder. I really do. I just wonder where what the uh, the goal is here. You know,
1: I'll give you your reason to buy the Switch 2 right now. <sighs> Super Mario World Wonder. Now oh, is that a rumored purely my speculation? But there's a little scuttlebutt that's been out there saying that the next, you know, you look at all the games that they've remade over the years for different systems, different remakes, different remasters. They have never touched Super Mario World. What better way to kick off your Switch 2 than reintroducing one of the most beloved Mario games with a new twist? Yeah. I don't just know. Me. That's that's oh, just Mario me. Hotel. Huh?
2: Mario Hotel.
1: Well, yeah, obviously the CDi Mario it's Super Mario Wonder Hotel.
0: Actually, it's kind of funny. So we had a new game shop open a mile down the road from where I live. Hmm. Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll have to uh, we'll 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 get we'll get into more detail. I stopped in there uh, one day for like five minutes because the uh, I was waiting for pizza, and uh, Rich, I'm not kidding you. There were some CDI titles on the shelf, which I was surprised in this area. We don't ever see anything weird, so for us that's weird here. Um, so tucked away in the corner of the shop, you, weird stuff, it's just not weird video game stuff.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, brothers and sisters, <clears throat> fucking, that's yeah. normal. Yeah, no, but, so tucked away yeah, in the I corner, that's corner tucked
0: away in the corner of the shop, we had, you know, um, and I'll kind of explain the, the, the. Good
1: uh... night, Daddy.
0: Good night, Bud. That was that was right, Just say good night, Bud. Bud, go for it. Good night. All night right. Good night, Robert and Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gonna leave. Oh, he left. Your Shout, Shout out to Peyton. To Peyton. What do you want me for? All right, come here, Much come loves. here, come here. All right, <laughs> say say good night, Peyton. Good night, Peyton. All right, go there to you bed. Go. Love you, bud. Love you. Um. All right. So the shop we have here, it's it's funny. Um, and tucked away in the corner, they've got. This really, really, I say small, like uh, maybe 500 item section where, you know, NES games uh, and then it, it moves off the gen. So some SNES and some, some Genesis. Then you go down bottom. It's like, oh, I got some Atari cartridges here. This is cool. Then you just start looking around. It's like, CDI, what in the world is going on here? And there's just some random stuff, you know. But the thing I like about this place, just from the few minutes I was in there. Is that they will do um basically anything. So DVDs, Blu-rays, vinyl, Legos, Nerf items, and then it's just video games galore. So like the their big thing is they have like shelves and shelves and shelves of you know 360 games and PS3 titles and those that generation. But then they do have other stuff interspersed. And I, I just thought it was so funny though, because like I looked around
1: and when I saw the CDI stuff, I was like, Rich would love that, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna have to just load up my car and just like, just stuff out of my garage and just bring it up there. It was
0: crazy because I'm not kidding you, Bob. They had like 15 copies of NFL 2K5, and I was like, "Are you serious?
1: <laughs> this is awesome!" <laughs> oh, we're, we're gonna have to not on this episode, obviously, but oh. we need to discuss NFL 2K5. With, with
2: sport with uh, video games and sports games, I was just listening to another podcast today. Uh, not that I listen to podcasts, and they were talking about the um, whatever the college football game is called and how that they're going to be paying the college athletes for. their um, – Did you guys talk about this? Did yeah, you find out no, 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 We, no, we, we, we talked about
1: it, it. We talked about it. How much text.
2: they're going to pay each of the college athletes that sign up for? $600, $600 a copy and a and $600 and a free copy of the game so $670. Yeah. So to fair,
1: it's hey, just for that one
2: year so they can it for the next year too another $600.
1: Yeah to but be fair yeah. if they're in it multiple years they'll get $600 and a copy of the game for each year they're in it. And one one of the things they did point
2: out in the other podcast is there's a a fuck ton of college college athletes as they call them on South Park college athletes uh athletes. so if they all sign up it's gonna be like six million dollars or something they they got to be something insane like that so it is a a huge cost to whoever's making the game but still that's uh six hundred dollars seems like a but they they've already had five thousand uh athletes sign up for it so yeah,
0: yeah it's hey, crazy Bob, Bob and I were texting about this and I said you know if i was like an athlete that signed into this game that I knew that I wasn't gonna have a career but I was, you know, early on. I'm signing my copy, and I'm putting that stuff on eBay. You You know, someone's gonna buy that, and they're gonna you're gonna make a killing off of it. You know, so I mean, why not? Go for it, Joe Smith. I'm in the game, (laughs) right? Exactly, exactly. And then (laughs) the other thing too is like, then you start because I and I I saw I said that I said that because like I've I've you know not that I've been I'm not collecting. My daughter's collecting cards now, but I see the market and I see that, that, that realm again. And it's gotten insane because it's like, well, I have this graded variant of whatever. And obviously we've talked about it here before with graded comics. And now you've got this other thing with graded video games. It's like, I'm sure that you could have some like low line, uh, never going to be an NFL player, signed copy of their game that was handed to them, that some dude decided to turn over for, grading i've got a 10 graded sign by blah 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 that played for nc state and you know what that 60 dollar game turned into a thousand real quick
1: well and i'll bet you too so back in the day when madden when when madden was first coming out they would do like it would have a little stamp at least genesis one would have a little stamp and it was like first edition and it was like the very first print run and then they would have another one that would be like second edition, and it would have a it would have a stamp on it. And then everything else after that was whatever. But you can find still the games with the if you can find them with the fucking cart with the actual case and everything, where it'll have that little stamp. What if they put a little stamp? They had like special like a special edition of the cover for the athletes that play. I'm sorry, athletes that play. And they have that little stamp on there, or there's like a little hologram or something. And it's, you know, it's some kind of special numbered edition or something like that.
0: Yeah. And it's funny. It's funny you say that. So going back to the the trading card stuff, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but so the 2024 tops baseball series one, and this, to my knowledge, the first time they've ever done this, the base set, the first cards that came off the printers, they marked with first card hmm. so every uh, single run got every single of the first 330 base cards got marked with a first card if they were the first one all on the printers uh, and they got put in the packs Bowman did that first a couple years ago
2: they, what's bowman that, did that? Bowman, bowman did it first a couple years ago know, game it's game it's,
0: game. It's, yeah. it's it's tops i mean they yeah. are yeah 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 actually oh, bob yeah, and i had yeah. a Bob and I had an interesting text conversation about that, so I I was reading through some stuff, and uh, I'd found that there was no like 1954, 1955 Topps Mickey Mantle cards because there was this big rivalry between Topps and Bowman back in the 50s, and the rivalry got settled when Topps bought Bowman in 1956 and decided to basically shutter them for 30-something years. Um, Yeah, Topps has owned them since the 50s, and um, yeah, it's – yeah, it was interesting. We're, we'll have to get into that. I, I, I thought it was a fun, a fun read, especially from a collecting standpoint, because it's like, wow, they were, they were salty. <laughs> wow. Well, um, you gentlemen have anything else to uh, chit chat about?
1: No, I'm uh, about tapped out at this point. Kind of like that guy on Facebook that took that entire shot of beer to the face.